There's something about the idea of respect that just appeals to all of us, doesn't there? Uh, we all want to get our propers when we get home. Uh, be respected by our families, by our bosses and coworkers, by our friends and neighbors. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a good name. In fact, Proverbs even tells us that it's okay to pursue a good name. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. All of us want a little bit of respect. What I find, though, when I look at the Scriptures is that getting honor, getting respect, isn't about pursuing respect or honor. It's actually, it's actually about being honorable. When we look in the Bible and we look at this idea of getting respect, we see rather this personality type that comes forward. You think about the people that you honor. You think about the people that you, you uh, look up to, you respect, you cherish. The ones that command your attention when they speak. And they tend to have a certain type of personality, don't they? They tend to be older sometimes, not always, but they tend to be older. They tend to speak less, but say much more meaningful things when they do talk. They tend to be the type of people that back up what they say with what they do, right? Proverbs gives us this interesting picture of the person who receives honor. Now, in Proverbs, sometimes it's going to talk about it from the positive perspective, the one who gets honor, who is honored, but it also talks about it from the negative perspective of the one who gets shame and disgrace. And putting these together, we can find that there are certain personality traits that tend to go with honor. I I thought it was kind of interesting as I was studying this. Um, this was something that there weren't tons and tons of Proverbs on, not 90, 100, 150, not like some of the other subjects. But this is a theme that tends to keep getting hit in the Proverbs. And so this morning, I want us to look for everyday wisdom from the book of Proverbs dealing with getting honor. Let's pray and ask God to help us in our pursuit. Father, we know that we do not pursue honor for honor's sake. We do not pursue honor for our own enjoyment or entitlement. We don't pursue honor because we want to be magnified. Lord, we actually recognize that you alone deserve the honor and the glory and the praise. So Father, as we pursue honor, help us not pursue honor, but help us be honorable in pursuit of giving you honor. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I find these certain characteristics that go with the honored person. I'm going to I'm going to draw your attention to 3 this morning because I think these are the strongest, the most the, the most powerful ones, and they're all interrelated. It's not like you can take one and not take another one. It's not like you can say, "Well, I got this one down, but not that one over there, so maybe I'll get some honor. No, it doesn't work that way. These are things that we have to put into practice together as a cohesive whole and not just as individual components like pieces of a vacuum cleaner. Oh, I'm doing drapes now, so I'm going to put the drape attachment on. Oh, I got to get in that corner. Let me get the corner attachment. Let me get the brush for getting the pet hair off the couch. It doesn't work that way. When we are looking to be honorable in our lives and and eventually we will receive honor, but we're not doing it for that purpose. We're doing it for the purpose of honoring God. But when we're when we're being honorable ourselves, we recognize that it takes a complete approach. 
that all these things must work together. God bestows honor, and he does it to three with an eye toward three different things. First, God bestows honor on the righteous. If you want to have honor, you need to be righteous. And this makes sense, right? Why are you going to be honored if you're not honoring God? If you're not living your life the way that God wants you to live, how in the world is God going to say, well, you know what? You deserve honor. Here, here, have some honor. Now, you might get fame. You might get notoriety. You might get infamy, but you won't get honor. Listen to Proverbs 18.3. When wickedness comes, contempt comes also. Remember I said sometimes it's going to say it negatively. This is negative. When wickedness comes, contempt comes also. How often do you think of someone you honor that is just a scumbag? No, we don't honor scumbags. With wickedness comes, contempt comes also. That person that you think about that should be honorable but isn't, you're not going to give him honor. You're, you're not even half the time going to listen to them, are you? Because what they say doesn't matter. They're not living it out. And with dishonor comes disgrace. Now, remember, the word grace is not just what we think of grace in New Testament terms. It's even more fundamental than that. It's favor. It's it's that thing that Esther seems to have wherever she goes. She finds favor in the eyes of the people who are caring for her. She finds favor in the eyes of the king. It's that kind of thing that, that somebody just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter where they are or what they're doing. It's just, they're just easy to like, but not for those who are wicked because they dishonor, because they are dishonorable. They are disgraced. How easy is it for you? How many of you work with people? Okay. How easy is it for you to help out that person who is nice? So much better than the person who's snarling at you and acting like you're a piece of dirt, right? When wickedness comes, contempt comes also. Look, look at, um, look at Proverbs 19.26. He who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. You want to bring shame? You want to bring reproach? It's easy. All you got to do is the stuff you shouldn't do. Live an unrighteous kind of life and you will bring shame. On who? On you? On your parents? On people around you? Shame is, it's kind of like, it's kind of like flu. The only solution for it, of it not spreading, is to quarantine the person. Like, get them away from everybody else, right? Some of y'all have had kids daycare age. You know what I'm talking about. Stuff just goes around like crazy. The only way to cut off shame from someone who's dishonorable is to get away from them because it's going to spread. Proverbs 23, it is an honor. Let's let's put it positively here. It is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife. It's an honor for you to separate yourself from that. People want to start arguing. People want to start quarreling. People want to start having debates and discussions that, that are leading the wrong kind of way. It is honorable for you to say, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. That's honorable. I think of the people that I honor, the people that I respect, and they're people who don't pick fights. In fact, they're skilled at getting away from them. But every fool will be quarreling. You want to you wanna find a fool? Find someone who's jibber-jabbering about nothing important, who's fighting over little things that don't matter. That person 
that person doesn't get honor. That person's a fool. And you really, this, this is what's amazing. Honor is something that you find when you're not looking for it. Proverbs 21, 21, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness. So this is a person who wants to live life the way that they're supposed to live. They're pursuing righteousness. They're looking for God's ways and they're doing what they can. They're looking for kindness. They're looking for ways to exercise love for their human beings. Love for God, love for people. The two greatest commandments that Jesus talks about. This is the kind of person who's looking for that. He's trying to live the way that God wants him to live. And look what he finds. He finds life. He finds righteousness. And he finds honor. He's not looking to be honored. He's not looking to be lifted up and exalted. But he is because he's worth it. The person who pursues righteousness and kindness. Not only do they find righteousness themselves. They find life and they find honor. Even the woman of Proverbs 31. A woman who is making her stuff and selling it. A woman who is up early in the morning and late at night taking care of her family, making the provisions that her family needs, who's going out and buying good things and bringing them to their home and making a great home. Her children rise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. The the excellent there, that, that, passage in Proverbs 31 actually begins with the question, an excellent wife who can find. And here, almost at the end of the passage, he says, I found an excellent wife. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. An excellent wife is the one who finds an excellent wife finds favor from the Lord. And he looks at his wife and he says, I did really good marrying you. I tell my wife, that was the smartest I ever did, marry her. I don't know what that says about her judgment, but anyway. The person who is righteous gets honor. God gives them honor because they they deserve it. They earn it by the way that they live their lives. God not only bestows honor on the righteous, God also bestows honor on the wise. Now, this we should know just from extension. This whole series, we've been talking about everyday wisdom in all of these different ways. And in all of these different ways, this wisdom and righteousness just go hand in hand. In fact, he talks more about being righteous than being wise. And often when he's talking about one, he's talking about the other in the same breath. Because to be righteous is to be wise. But look at Proverbs thirteen eighteen. Poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction. But whoever heeds reproof is honored. The person who's smart enough to know they're wrong and listen when they're being told they're wrong, that's a person who will be honored. Why? Because they're willing to change when they need to. You see, we, we all deserve dishonor sometimes and disgrace from some of the things we do. But the wise person recognizes when he's wrong and he changes and that's worthy of honor. I've known a lot of people that I honor, that I respect, that I look up to and and they have told me time and again how they have made dumb choices and done things they shouldn't have done. But through the grace of God, they change. Just because you have made some mistakes does not mean that God is throwing you out. He doesn't throw anybody out. He keeps giving us chances and chances and chances. Chances not just to be honored, but to be honorable. I forget who it was that said it originally, but it's never too late to do the right thing. But poverty and disgrace come on him who ignores instruction. The wise will heed instruction, and they are honored for it. 
not the foolish. A servant who deals wisely, 1435 says, has the king's favor. Again, favor, grace, same idea. But his wrath falls on one who acts shamefully. You want to know who the king is going to honor? The king is going to honor the one who is wise in his dealings. Now, we don't have a king, okay? But we all have somebody we answer to, right? For me, it's Carrie. I have a boss. Some of you have bosses. Some of you don't have bosses, but you do have bosses. There's somebody you answer to in some kind of way. All of us have been under authority. All of us know what that's like. You want, you want to be honored by those who are above you, those who have power, those who you answer to? Deal wisely. Be a good steward of what you have. Manage what you manage well. Even if you're not managing anything else but yourself, your own time, your own effort, manage it well and you'll show yourself to be honorable. Proverbs 17, 2, a servant who deals wisely. This is, this is another servant who's dealing wisely, but this one isn't just over the one they answer to. This is over, this isn't a household. Look at this. A servant who deals wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully. You see, in that, in that order, in that day, the pecking order would go the children first, then the servants. But the servant who acts wisely, who does what he does very well, is going to be honored even above the kids. We don't have this as much today. But I know of, um, I know of some cases where where people have done things a little bit differently because their sons and their daughters couldn't be trusted, but a close associate could. They get honor because they deserve it. Even so much so that this servant will share in the inheritance as one of the brothers. God bestows honor on the wise. 26.1. This is one of my favorites. Like snow in summer or rain in harvest. So honor is not fitting for a fool. Now y'all, we can't even get snow in the winter most of the time. They don't either. That part of the world, they don't get snow very often, but they definitely don't get it in summer. It just doesn't fit, does it? God bestows honor on the wise. Finally, he also bestows honor on the humble. Proverbs 25. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Don't, don't stand in the place of the great. It's better to be told, come up when you're in the place of the not great than to be chased out of the place of the great because you're not great enough. Anybody, does that sound familiar to anybody? That sounds familiar to me. Uh, it's almost like, like Jesus said something like that. Like maybe around Luke chapter 14. He tells this parable that when you go into the feast, you don't sit in the place of honor. You sit in the lowest place. Because if you sit in the place of the honor, they're going to tell you, move, somebody more distinguished is here, and then you're going to look like a fool. But if you sit in the lowest place, then they're going to tell you, here, move up higher, and you're going to be honored in front of everybody else. Then he concludes the story with the principle. Luke 14, 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled... And everyone, he who humbles himself, will be exalted. It's, it's the kingdom ethic that I don't have to be first. Because in the kingdom, the first is last, and the last is first. Everybody rush into the front of the line. Everybody wants to sit at Jesus' right hand. Everybody wants to have the place of honor. Jesus says, don't worry about that. The greatest among you will serve. Serve? I mean, isn't that the lowest position? I mean... The servant, that's, that's low. 
that that's dishonorable. Like that 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 doesn't get you that doesn't get you respect. That's the funny thing, isn't it? You are going to get some kind of respect. You're going to get some sort of acknowledgement, some sort of attaboy at some point. The question is, who are you seeking it from? Are you seeking the attaboy from somebody who doesn't matter or from the one who matters most? Are you seeking the attaboy from the one who can give you the attaboy and that's it? Are you seeking the attaboy from the one who created you and who made you and who purposed you and gives you a mission and gives you an eternity? See, it's different because we want to exalt ourselves and it's just going to bring us down. But when we're willing to be humble, God does something quite remarkable. And you can't get that out of order. Like, it's not like you're going to be honored and then learn to be humble about it. Proverbs uh, 15.33, the fear of the Lord is instruction of wisdom, watch this, and humility comes before honor. You got to get the order right. The humility comes first, because without the humility, you don't deserve the honor. You might think you do, but you don't. Proverbs 18, 12, and 13. But before destruction, a man's heart is haughty. Pride goes before a fall. You ever heard that? Yeah, it's very true, isn't it? I mean, you can ask any number of college teams on any given Saturday, and they will tell you that pride goes before a fall right after they just fell. Some nobody rinky-dink clown university team that barely has enough people to make a football team comes in and beats a ranked opponent because that ranked opponent just wasn't ready to play that day. Pride goes before a fall, y'all. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty. He's lifted up. He's proud in himself. He's walking right to his doom. But humility comes before honor. You want to find someone who's going to be destroyed? Look for the proud person. You want to find someone who's going to be honored? Look for the humble one. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Don't be so proud that you think you know it all. Humility comes before honor. By the way, I told you honor isn't something we, we should be searching for. Proverbs twenty five twenty seven. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. You can become fat in your own glory and end up being dishonorable. One's pride, 29, 30, 23 says, one's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. God bestows honor on the humble. That doesn't just mean you walk around like there's nothing good that you can do and you have no value whatsoever. That's not humility. That's depression. That's a bad view of yourself because it's not true. But you are unworthy. I know it because I are one too. I'm unworthy myself. I know I'm unworthy because every time I try to do it right, I screw it up. Every time I try to be righteous, This flesh gets in the way. Every time I try to be wise, I'm a doofus. Sometimes I get it right. And even then the emotions and the, and the, the attitude of, Hey, I got it right makes me proud again. But there is one who is worthy, one who is righteous, one who is wise, one who is humble. Have this mind among yourselves, Paul tells the Philippians, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, Don't you think that's a reason to be proud? He is God. Though he was in the form of God, though he has the essence, though he is the same being as God, he did not account equality with God as a thing to be grasped. 
held on too tight with white knuckles. He didn't think, I have to maintain this no matter what. Instead, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. Here we have one who is in his nature God putting on human flesh. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The most dishonorable, disgraceful form of death that you can possibly imagine. He takes it himself because it's what our sins deserved. Therefore, God is highly exalted because the one who humbles himself is exalted. And in this case, the one who has humbled himself to the maximum degree is highly exalted and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Those that are on heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If you want to have honor... You have to follow in the footsteps of Christ, the one who is worthy of all honor, the one who is righteous, who doesn't sin, who doesn't go against God's will, who makes every decision wisely and rightly according to what God wants, who is humble enough to empty himself and assume our likeness, die our death, bear our sin. Want to be honored? Don't want to be honored. Honor Him. We all want respect. Today I want to invite you to give respect. Honor the God who made you by living righteously, by choosing wisely, by walking humbly. And then when He honors you, well done, my good and faithful servant. It'll be all the honor you need. Father, as we approach this invitation time, I pray that you are working in our hearts. I pray that you are doing your work in such a way that we recognize you, that we submit to you. Because this righteousness, this wisdom, this this humility, these are these are ways that we really bow the knee. And we really admit that we're not worthy, but you are. So Lord, may we honor you in this time. May we honor you with our obedience. May we honor you by seeking your will. May we honor you by deflating our heads a little bit. May we honor you by being willing to do whatever it takes to bring you glory. In this time of invitation, you lead us. In Christ's name, amen.